This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. A Trixie Trixie. Oh, yeah. She's got your beer now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trixie Trixie. Oh, yeah. She's got your beer now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six packs and growlers and bombers of ale. Let her mix and match them, there's no room to fail. Located out on East Washington. Is it bad my first beer sample's already gone? No, dude. This, this bit's going to hell already. I'm already out of beer. Can I, you gonna finish that? Yeah. Here, here, yeah. here, here. Oh. Oh, the whole. Intercepted. Oh. Uh, I didn't really fight that, though. No, you didn't. <laughs> nice pass, Dak. Another interception. Uh, well, welcome, everybody. Uh, Trixie is here. It's our Trixie pick six. Welcome, Trixie. Hello, hello. Love you. Long time. And, of course, our brain trust. I know. We have, like, awesome people here today. I'm so excited. We... Devin Dan Carrier here joining. What up? Hello, folks. Now, I always get confused. And I always tell Biatch this. I don't remember. You guys keep coming in here. Did you lose a bet? I never remember why you keep coming in here. Do you go on other radio shows? No. I, I don't read. You don't, do no, you? No, we don't. Just because we love you guys. No, that's Aww. not it. That's there's got to be. I can't get. I can't put my finger on it. People but love you, John. There's something. Okay. There's something. You want something, Dan? I know you do. <laughs> you need tickets to Taylor Swift. <laughs> that's what he <laughs> needs. Oh my God, I would totally go. <laughs> right? You brought that up. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> brought that up. I'm not embarrassed to say that. I'll go to T. Oh my T-Swift. lord. Well, it's great to have you guys. Uh, thank you for coming in again. We appreciate it. Turn the mic around there and kind of pull it up there. Get in there. We appreciate you coming in again. Uh, around the holidays. This is perfect. I love it. Perfect holiday beers. It is. And I wanted to say congratulations on a great new Glarus Oktoberfest uh, this year. I didn't see you. I missed you. I looked for you. I was asking where you guys were. We, t- we tapped the wooden keg. I was there. It was crowded. Is that code? The code? I don't know. Are you trying to say health code? No. What are you saying? Tap the wooden keg code for something else. Oh, was that what you said? Are we talking about about beer? I was like, I don't think that was a finished Uh, sentence. uh, uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, usually sexual jokes are lost on me. Well, Dan, I was talking about beer. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Holy cow, did this come off the rails. I think that was the best thing I'm going to hear all day. I love it. No, you, uh, yeah, you guys Why did. Why are you guys laughing? You guys, you guys did a Friday staghorn thing, didn't you? I missed that one. Didn't you tap a keg of yes. Oktoberfest? I missed that. Yes, Friday and Saturday. Oh, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. You know, uh, we saw, uh, and I'll recommend this band. Oh, crap. Rock. Star Hillbillies. Did you see those guys under the tent? Fantastic. So good. Fantastic band. Such good music we had. Cool. I mean, really, they did a great job organizing the really, whole event. Really good. It's exactly what you want. Great music, lots of friends, yeah. families, yeah. little kids, older people, everybody having a good time hanging out. Yeah. So mark that down, everybody. It's one of the great weekends in this state. I swear to you. Chainsaws were going off. Um, we had everything. I want to thank uh, Clemens. I want to thank... Uh, House and I want to thank Dirty Dog Tap House. You hang out at the Dirty Dog? Uh, not that much. We're mostly working. Oh, well, they've got all your beer over there. I mean, we were pounding yeah. Fat Squirrel over there on the deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, great. So, uh, very well done. Uh, hats off to New There Glacier really is. Right for a small town, there's oh. a lot of places to hang out. Oh. Yes. 
It's like, and not only hang out, lots of places to shop, the bike trail. You know, I sit at the brewery. Yeah. Absolutely. Go buy a bridal gown. I mean, everybody's there. For no reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think my days of bridal gowns are done. <laughs> I think I, I think I got drunk and bought a bridal gown that weekend. I think I wore it to the. I, tr- I think we I saw wasn't in- you. I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> I should have been invited to that. It was very bold of you to pick the strapless dress. Oh yeah. well, thank you. Glad you. Thank you How for noticing. How did it stay up? Appreciate it. Because oh, my pecs are my pecs are huge. Push up. Oh my god! I roll my eyes because like, what answer did I expect out of that? <laughs> Come over here and cop a feel. You'll understand. I'm good. Right, good. So we have some beer to taste, uh, courtesy of New Glarus Brewing Company. And uh, what are we going to start with here? We're starting with Spotted Cow, the classic. The oldie, the classic, the timeless, what other word could I say to describe this? The one that, like, I don't know. It's currency throughout the entire United States. In fact, okay, so we just went to a wedding in Missouri, and we were supplying all the liquor and beer. And um, it was my sister-in-law, so we just we just bought all of it for their wedding gift. We were like, okay, well, we'll bring tons of Spotted Cow because it's one of her favorites. And we had our relatives come in from California, and they had never had Spotted Cow before. They literally, like, had a teepee, like, <laughs> set up from their empty cans at the end of the night. It was hilarious. <laughs> and we had six cans left out of the cases and cases we bought and um, they, we made sure that they like went home with the last six. But they're like, when you come visit us, bring way more. And I was like, they loved it. It was like their favorite. It was like the highlight of the wedding. They're like, what's the, everyone's like, what's this beer? What's this beer? It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I was uh, like a Wisconsin staple. Yeah. <laughs> how much? How much beer as we sit here and talk in the next? Hour will be smuggled out of the state of Wisconsin. A lot. Thousands. <laughs> a lot. It's daylight now. They run in, under cover of the night. Uh, well, let's talk about Spotted Cow. Thoughts, Dan? Well, you know, it's kind of a funny thing because it's, it's in, on one hand, it's a very easy drinking beer, but on the other hand, it's really complicated. It was a really hard beer to get nailed down. And there was f- a few years when we first started, when we first started making it, I, I first started brewing it, and Deb was kind of like trying to direct me to exactly what her vision of this beer should be. And I remember uh, talking about saying, "What? I, I don't think I completely understand. Tell me exactly what you want this beer to taste like. And she had a very strong vision of what this beer would be. And uh, it's, you know, she just, her idea was just perfect. People just love it. It's It's fruity. It has a little bit of twang. It's also a little bit sweet, but it's also easy drinking. So I think it kind of bridges the gap between craft and, and uh, uh, you know, um, American lager beer. Was the idea the, the, to make a beer everybody would love, was that, is that the idea you were trying no, to convey? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, that's never really how we view it. It was... I, or I mean, a, to- a flagship beer, I guess, is what. Well, I- not really. You know, we we made like over two hundred beers over the years, mm-hmm. and this was just one of many. And really, it was just it was a crazy idea. I've told the story many times. We went to Old World, Wisconsin, and Eagle. We went to the the German uh, uh, homestead. It was a, like a like a, a homestead from eighteen fifties in Wisconsin, and they had a crock pot of beer in their root cellar. And I thought, boy, I wonder what farmers would have been making in the 1850s and so it was just kind of a interesting exercise in history i guess 
for whatever reason, it just caught on. Uh, I mean, it was really, there was no intent to make it our flagship beer. It just kind of happened. Okay, I'll ask the stupid question so nobody else has to. Is farmhouse ale your term, or was that term in existence? Well, you I don't know, even that's know. A, that's, a, that's a really contentious question because usually the beer geeks talk about farmhouse ales as a kind of a Belgian tradition, Saison mm-hmm. beers. Mm-hmm. But this this was a Wisconsin farmhouse beer, so it's not a Belgian-style beer. It has nothing to do with Saison. It, it's farmhouse in the sense that it was inspired by a visit to a farmhouse. farmhouse right. There you and go. and it, it, it kind of reflects what I imagine mm-hmm. farmers, German immigrants would have brewed when they were on the, you know, when they were kind of in the frontier here in Wisconsin in the 1850s. Yeah. Well, for an everyday drinker, uh, if you were going to pick a beer, I, I don't know what else you would pick. Dude, for real. I mean, it is my go-to all all day. I'm wearing the shirt, bro. <laughs> she loves it. Have another one. I remember my first beer. Okay. Do you, no, though? No, no, I don't. I, was, I think it was seven. I think when my uncle gave me one. Um... Uh, and there's never been a variation of of a spotty cow. Some breweries will do many variations of of big sellers. Has there ever been talk of that? No, no such speech. Like an Aldi version, the the spotted. Or like an no, like an imperial, like a bigger. But yeah, uh, no. Like a spotted cow NA or something. Yeah, like sure, that. sure. Well, we do make a beer called Spotted Cow Grand Cru, which is a a big dog, a bigger beer. I think uh, I knew that. That's, uh, um, that we make from time to time. Okay. But that's the only one. How we big does we that? We don't really want to. How big does that get? That's about 8%. It's really good. Yeah. I was going to say, when you asked that question, I was like, I remember one variant yeah. of the Spotted Cow, and it was amazing. I forgot that it was the Grand Cru, though, but I remembered, like, no, there was something that I tried. When's the last time that was done? Uh, last year. Last year. God, why have we, we not? We missed that. No kidding. Oh, we suck. It's coming out in January. Oh, it again. Oh, good, good, yes. good, good. Hey, let's talk about. Uh, Just in time. <laughs> hey, let's talk about the Wisconsin quarter for a second. Uh, our quarter, <laughs> our quarter sucks. Uh, it's got a, it's got a wedge of cheese, and uh, an ear of corn, and a cow head on it. Okay, that kind of sucks. Would you be willing to give up the jumping cow logo? If we start a petition to replace, just to liven up the quarter a little bit, to put on the jumping cow instead of just a cow head. By all means. A joy- Anything for our state. A jumping, joyful, happy cow. Yeah, that cow looks kind of like a zombie. It's horrible. Yeah, it's a sad cow. <laughs> do, do you have sway with the government? Do you, do well, I no, have- it's the people's movement. It's the... Out of all the things that we need to do out there, let's put this one on first alert. It's got to rise to the top, right? Hate that cow. God, our quarter sucks. It's terrible. Anyways, we've been working on it for forever, so we like to keep it on the... I want to see your drawing of it. Well, no, I'm talking about taking one off the can of Spotted Cow. Maybe the spot, the jumping cow could be like jumping over the corn and cheese. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, why is it so hard? Why is it so... Everybody knows it. I mean, why... It's, it's why just, weren't you part of the voting process sitting, on that? It's sitting right in front of us. Because they took some third graders crayon drawing and they put it on a quarter. Damn kids. Oh. Kids. That third grader can probably drink beer right now and could walk through the door right. any minute and be like... She's so, probably crying right now because you're kissing. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, I... if Well, that kid's... 27 now he's just drinking spotted cow all the time so if i if i get it in front of the right person i have authority 
to make to make the change of using your spotted jumping cow in the quarter. You have all the power, Johnny, and we all know it, dude. <laughs> back we me, have verification. Back me up on this. All well, right. I'll you bail are you the out. voice of the people. So. <laughs> I'm very excited Anything right now. Anything that gets people voting, we're all for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Notice how she didn't say she'd back you up. She would bail you out. Oh, <laughs> Good. Well, if anybody can, she can. All right. Local uh, DJ arrested in state capitol, <laughs> screaming about quarter. <laughs> in cow outfit. In topless wedding gown. Weird. Oh, my God. Weird. <laughs> Things got really weird. His pecs couldn't hold it up. <laughs> you are a pecs clever genius. So. Oh, that's sick. Uh, okay, what's our next spirit? What are we got? All right, we're going with the number two seller for New Glarus, the Moon Man. This is an awesome beer. Um, there's been a big push with Moon Man lately. Are you still having more success with the cans than the bottles with this one? I don't know that it's more success, but the cans have really taken off. And we got into this idea because uh, we were drinking somebody else's beer, and Dan realized that the cans do such a great job of capturing the hop character. So we think that this is just a superior kind of package for this beer. And it's going great. We're like more than 40% of the market of all the pale ales and IPAs in the state. Uh, Moon Man's 40%. So we're doing good with it. Oh, wow. This used to be a seasonal, right? Or no? Uh, I don't know. I'm so old. That's fair. I don't fair. think it ever was. I think we came out with it year round, it seems okay. like to me. Yeah. All right. It's it's just growing. It's just growing a lot. So it seems like it's gone from seasonal to year round. But it's always been a year round beer. It's an awesome beer. I mean, like, and I think you're right with the cans. I've, you know, I think people are sick of me saying this, Um Bottles are nice to drink out of, I guess, but as far as like not knowing the dates of them or how long it's been in there, I just feel like the can does kind of keep the flavor of the beers being brewed a lot longer, and then you pour it into a glass and drink and drink it. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Plus, cans are you know pretty, aluminum's have a good program for recycling. So yeah, it's right. Nice that it kind of goes in a full circle. Right. Uh, Biatch, Moon Man. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, always in the top five, without a doubt. Um, and I love the backstory behind the name of it, too. Uh, the cat. Um, and so that's just a fantastic little uh, tie-in because I love animals so much. Um, but, yeah, it's just a, a wonderful, easy-drinking beer. There is not a beer from New Glarus that I've had that I do not absolutely love. Oh, I don't thanks. know. We totally messed up. Everyone stop. <laughs> We're not talking about Moon Man. We're talking about Bubbler. Oh, did we go in the wrong the wrong direction here? Yeah. Well, the Bubbler yeah. is fantastic, too. No, that's on me. This is the Bubbler. I was like, wait a minute. Is this Moon Man? I kept looking at the cans, and I was like, this is not Moon I've Man. I've been out of beer for a long time. I was like, this is not Moon Man. There's a spice to this. I was like, why is this not Moon Man? And I looked it over, and I was like, oh, my God, it's because I poured the Bubbler. <laughs> so, no, we're talking about the Bubbler. Back up. Happy. Back up. I was like, this is not Moon Man. I'm just drinking whatever you hand me. I need mine filled up. All right. Well, here's some more. Thank you. I've been out for a while. So, please, let's switch over to Hefeweizen mode here, because Hefeweizen is, like, one of my top three beers. And no wonder. I was like, God, Moon Man is really good, but it's not this, like, this isn't, this is Hefeweizen. <laughs> like, okay, I'm glad I looked over. Um, super love the label of this beer. And this Hefeweizen is different than others that I've had before, because it is, it's got that, that spice to it. It's got that... Um, that little punch. It has a little of that banana, 
essence yeah. to it. Um, but it's so light and like just barely there that it doesn't like dominate it and take it over. Like the drinkability of this is just so like front and center for me. And I just love how all of the flavors mesh in this one. And nothing really stands out from the other. And it's just yum. Just this when you and Deb argue about banana beer. Well, I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> But uh, I got the fever for a banana, uh, Deb, and you just uh, fulfilled my fantasy. So I appreciate that. I, listen, I, I'm not sure I understand what that really. Means. She doesn't like. She. This is not a weird sex joke, Dan. She does not like the fact that I like banana beers. I'm tasting a little banana in here. Is that the? That's the yeast. Yeah. That's the, the yeast. yeast. I know. You're, yeah, hundred percent. But I, but I was talking about the giant the banana. I banana about the, bread the, beer. The, the, banana, the pure banana bread beers. She thinks those are weird. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Uh, that would be a, a lambic. Uh, I can't remember what it was. The truck makes a, a banana lambic. A banana lambic. I don't think yeah. I've had that one. From the truck. Huh. Um, right. I don't know if they still make it. Yeah. But because uh, it was so popular. <laughs> See? See, what See what she does. See what she does. Burn. <laughs> Burn. I love it. Well, oh my god. Well. Uh, so if there, if there's a uh, so when you go home to that you're like I don't know why I feel so bad. <laughs> I don't think you she's gonna feel bad. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go home and squish a banana in a can of a bubbler. There you go. See there what happens. Uh, no, it is good. It's a fun beer to drink, and uh, it's like thirst quenching. I freaking love it. It's so good. Totally. I get a little bit of clove action in. Oh there. sure, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. So that's a that's German. Yeah, you in, know, we, in origin, correct? Y- yes, a Hefeweizen means uh, yeast containing white beer or yeast containing beer made with some wheat. Yeah, and our, we're kind of iconically known for Dancing Man wheat beer, which is also in this style, but it's a much bigger beer. And Deb wanted Bubbler to be very different, so it wasn't didn't really taste the same. Okay, it's a similar style, like you say, banana and clove and cinnamon, but. She wanted the beer that was more bubblegum banana forward and less clove cinnamon. So we used a different yeast strain to make this beer. And the idea of bubbler, you know, you just that just connotes the idea, like you say, of an easy drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just creamy and clean and, and delicious. The mouth feels almost like more crystally. I, I think that's what I like about it. It's just such a lighter body, but the flavors are still there. But it's just not the traditional... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, heavy banana clove. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. And this label is so cute. I can hardly stand it. Thank you. So cute. You're still drawing all of them, right? All of them. Um, and I write all the schmutz. Oh, I love this That's label. That's like such a strong memory for me because when I grew up in Milwaukee, they still did have bubblers on the corner and we would run from right. corner to corner and, you know, drink the dirty water out of the bubbler and we loved it and it's probably why we didn't need vaccines but (laughs) right (laughs) the vaccines were in the water (laughs) bubblers are gone we're into vaccines it works perfect (laughs) i have to clarify for the people that work for the municipality of milwaukee you you have great water (laughs) they really do it's not dirty right so the the people Uh, in milwaukee take care of beautiful water it's more of what people were doing to the bubblers than anything else functioned because the water just came straight up and then out Right. They didn't always clear off the stuff on the top of the fountain that maybe somebody had drunk. Just oh no, I remember. Yeah, it was a thing. 
Or you had to put your mouth right on it because he didn't have any stream. No, you don't put your mouth on it. No, we have one in the back you do. That's my point. Our water pressure. It's water pressure. You put your mouth right on it? Well, in the back when you do, there's no water pressure. I actually, I got to lick it. I think her brain just exploded. got to lick it off of there. Dude. All right, we got more coming up with our brain trust. Uh, Deb and Dan Carey with New Glarus Brewing and our Trixie Pick 6, which you're going to be able to get today. What's going on? How's that going to work today? We're opening up at 9 o'clock. We've got all the New Glarus lined up in the JJO Mix and Match, and we're excited to uh, to point you to the ones that spark your interest. If they don't all spark your interest, they should. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Ah, here we are making friends in the studio. This is great. Devin Dan uh, Carey here from New Glarus Brewing. Always a privilege and an honor to have a beer brewing royalty here in the studio. We appreciate you guys and happy holidays for the cry eye. Perfect time of year. Yeah. Uh, we got a few more beers to taste. These are available at uh, Trixie Slicker on East Washington Avenue. Look for the big gosh darn orange arrow to goodness and flavor. What are we having now? I mean, we're finally drinking the Moon Man. Now we're on the Here's our hop quality. That's what I was missing on the last one. Um, This is an awesome beer. I love the hop quality of this beer. It's so clean, though. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what I like about it is it just kind of, it doesn't, I don't want to say it slaps you in the face with hops because, you know, there's, it's not, that's not what this is meant to be doing. Um, But there's like almost like a warming. In there when you get the hops and then it just like crisps out and cleans and like your palate starts again. And I, I mean, I just love this beer. I think it's awesome. Biatch. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, everything's so hazy, hazy, hazy right now. Um, so it's so nice to come back to the moon man. And I, I don't even know like how to qualify this as far as East Coast versus West Coast, much like hip hop. Oh, dude, Sush um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know But what you're it's just, uh, it, it's one of the most refreshing ales I've ever had. It's And sometimes I struggle with what would be considered, you know, an IPA, a pale ale, whatever, and the hop qualities. Sometimes it's a little hard for me. Um, I Especially like with the mosaic hops, I've noticed are are difficult for my, my palate to process. I often get like a like a kitty litter kind of quality to it. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, it just, but this is, for it being hop, quote unquote, forward, this is just so slammable for me. What are the hops in here? Well, first of all, I agree with you about mosaic. I mean, it's it's a hop that everybody uses, and I think you must be a really good taster because that's a really good explanation <laughs> about Thank that you. Hop. What, I have a, a friend of mine, John Mallet at Bell's Brewing. He says sometimes IPAs can be like a, a cat ate a bag of marijuana and pissed on a Christmas yes, tree. Dude. <laughs> I, yes, dude. The marijuana and Christmas tree is what I get more than the cat litter. When you said cat litter, I was like, what? And I was like, it's like the marijuana vibe I totally get out of that one. But I don't know why. It's just like it reminds me of changing huh. the litter box sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. that smell from the litter. I don't know. Yeah. Well, sorry. Well, the thing is, so we're trying to make something entirely different. Yeah. And you did. Yes. Well, you, you know, it really, uh, Deb and I are fans of a beer out from Russian River Brewing Company, Pliny the Elder, out in, in uh, uh, California. And 
but it's a really big beer. And so I wanted to make a beer that was easy drinking, inspired by that, uh, aromatic, and it's not really a pale ale. It's not really an IPA. It kind of is in the middle there. Mm-hmm. And and when when I was coming up with this beer, there was it was really hard to find hops. So I didn't want to just use one hop because if there was a problem with that variety, then the signature of the beer would be lost. So there's a really right. a blend of like six different hops in this beer. Okay. And and it used to be that all of them came from Oregon and Washington, but we started using hops also from Wisconsin. And and I've worked really closely with the Wisconsin Hop Growers Cooperative, mm-hmm. and we buy a lot of hops from them. They're small farms, really good great farms and it's kind of a funny story because their manager came to the brewery and he said I, I don't know what you did to moon man but it's just it's just got a little it's more it's a little bit brighter i just think it's just like spot on what did you do i said dude we're using your hops now and he said really that's kind of cool yeah so, that's super um, cool it, it kind of just gave that a little a little bit of extra oomph yeah fantastic i was going to ask about that because I mean, growing hops is not an easy art form, No, you know, Um, and I know that I I know how focused you guys are um, in your consumerism as far as keeping it local and being very conscientious about who you're buying from and whatever else and wanting to keep uh, supporting local businesses. But it's got to be so hard to have the consistency if you're trying to buy from Wisco only. Yeah, and the, so so what it the thing is the the folks out in Oregon and Washington they're multi generational farms. Some of them are five hundred or a thousand acres. They've been okay. doing it for for two, three, four, five generations. So that's a lot of harvest. You know, right. the problem with farming is is you only get one shot a year. So in your lifetime, maybe you only get thirty chances. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Wisconsin farms, we we haven't grown hops here for over a hundred years. So um, uh, they're having to relearn it. So we work really, really closely with them, telling them exactly what we want mm-hmm. and helping them. And then we actually pay a premium because they're small farms. They're like a half acre, one acre farm as opposed to 500. Yeah. So the cost of doing business is much higher. So to keep them in business so that they can grow and learn, we, we pay them a little bit extra money above and beyond their asking price, which they really appreciate. Heck because yeah. Oh, my God, they're, I they're bet. Not, they're not getting rich. Yeah. Uh, and most people do it because they, they just... They just love doing it. I know. Which is kind of neat. And small, you know, not to get on a soapbox here, but small farms in Wisconsin are a fundamental foundation industry. We're agricultural society. Yeah. Small family farms are so important culturally, economically to our, at least to our, to our uh, rural communities that without small farm, without small family farms, we're greatly diminished. So it's important for us to when, when you drink Moon Man, you're supporting Wisconsin agriculture. Can't agree that. more. I, I love that. that. Amen, brother. What a great motivation to them, too. <laughs> Not only are they learning, they're actually like living a comfortable salary and then growing something phenomenal and perfect for the product that it's going into. I think it's just a really great. That's a great circle. There's something about the, the weather in Wisconsin that just makes a really aromatic hop. Who would have guessed? I, this is why we're the farming community. Yeah, yeah. It, put I, that on the quarter. I. Uh, well, that's a long speech to put on the quarter. I don't know if we <laughs> can fit all that in. Maybe instead of the corn, we can put hops on there. That, sure. Why not? Of course. Why not? No. This this beer. I, my transition off of giant hop bombs is complete and total and uh, mm. unapologetic. I can't drink them anymore. This is where I'm at. 
This is just smooth. Yeah, I think there's a tip of the iceberg. There's a shift going to happen. It's thirst quenching almost. Yeah, I'm. I, if, I, it's sessionable. That's the word. It's just appropriate. That's what Moon Man is. I even love, like Dee brought up. And you won't get the, wasted on it because it's 12%. The hazies and stuff like yeah. that. And the hazies have a place in, in the market. I don't want to um, down the hazies. Mm-hmm. But I feel like these IPA hazies have gotten so hazy and orange juicy that we're missing that aromatic hop. Which is the whole point of an IPA, right. totally. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, that journey from like the bitterness on the back of your right. tongue from the hop hitting and then the crispness of, I don't know if it's the freaking water you use. I don't know what's going on over I can't there, let but. go of that old school yeah. idea of what a pale ale hop or an IPA hop is supposed to taste like. Right. And this is just, this is what it's supposed to taste like. I'm going to cry. I think the thing Dan did here that I was always really impressed with is he captured so much kind of orange and tangerine, mm-hmm. grapefruit, which I mean exactly. It's I going well with love. my cuties. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think that that's what makes it so spectacular. And he worked really hard on it. What I, do you, it's good beer. What do you two do uh, when you don't agree on a beer? What happens? Who wins? <laughs> Who wins? Uh, no comment. <laughs> Is that why you're here? Are we here to figure something out? Deb sits back and smiles and ponders. And Dan goes like in. No comment. Oh, we never disagree. You know what? I think we do disagree. But I think why the beers are so good is we work. <laughs> you. We work hard to come to an agreement. Yeah. Right. That's why I think yeah. the beers are so great. Yeah. Because if we don't genuinely love them, both of us love them and think they're great, then we don't put them out. Yeah. Okay, so you don't go on a gut feeling, Dan. So you thanks won't... for the marriage counsel. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't do a trust me, you'll do another batch. Uh, uh, you'll 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 literally work it out through the through the brewing system. Well, the, where it starts with is a, a discussion about what what we're aiming for, mm-hmm. like what. What I think the beer should taste like, and then Deb says what she thinks the beer will taste like, and oftentimes she'll write it down and say these, these are the attributes that I want the beer to have. Right. And then and then so then it's 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 fixed in our mind's eye, and then I might make a test brew, a small batch, and uh, then we'll taste it and uh, tweak it. Uh, off, you, you know, we'll, we'll we'll test different variations and come to an agreement and if we can't come to agreement like deb said normally we just kind of 86 the project or put it on the back oh interesting okay uh uh do you ever come up with a name oh i'm asking all kind of dumb questions do you ever come up with a name before you've made a beer Mm -hmm. really like how many times well spotted cow is a good example so you had the name before the beer yeah oh wow yeah we had gone to england and dan won a big award for the belgian red and um there were sheep bouncing all over England which was is you know it's just an odd thing for me and I was tired so I'm like oh my god look at these sheep over and over repetitively and then I thought I'll bet people come to Wisconsin and must think the same thing like I imagined maybe somebody from you know Asia coming and they'd be like look at what's up with all these crazy spotted cows you know like they like I don't know the breed names of these sheep and I thought that's what people would think what a funny name and so then I walked around with it for a while until he made the beer. God, this is so parallel to songwriting. This is what great artists have always said. I woke up, I had a phrase in my head. I went back to bed, I woke up, and I wrote the song. It's exactly... That's so cool. It's 100% correct. I view writing a beer recipe like writing music because you put it on paper first Mm -hmm. and then you see how it sounds, or in our case, how, how, how it drinks. 
and and it's like a beer style is like music and sometimes i get frustrated when when beer geeks want to know what style it is and and i just can't imagine a musician coming on here and you saying well what style is this because uh if if it's california rock you know it's not it's not the same as the eagle that's so that's a really good point that's a great and, great and point it, i find that it's like what style is this? I don't know. It's my beer. I, yeah. I just, yeah. it's yeah. what I conjured. It came out of my yeah. head. I have no idea. Your rock is my punk. I mean, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. It's in my head. That's cool, man. Well, awesome. All right, more beer coming up. Uh, more beer stories coming up with uh, Devin Dancare from Nuclear Brewing Company. Replay today, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. J.J.O. All right. Have a little uh, Trixie uh, Pick 6 party in here. Deb Dan Carey from uh, New Glarus Brewing Company. Hello and good morning and good day and happy holidays. What do we got next? All right. We're going to the English Brown Ale, 5.8% alcohol. They're fat squirrel. We used to have this year round, and I know that there's always reasons you guys switch it to seasonals, but the minute it was switched to seasonals, I had customers, like, angry with me at the checkout. Like, like angry, and I was like, you know, I, I, I don't make these decisions, right? Like, I, there is nothing I can do fault, for you. You know. <laughs> Here's the secret to keeping beers around: people have to buy them. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I have to make payroll, and I love this beer. And if anybody knows me on Facebook, I love squirrels. I'm part of a squirrel rescue group. Yes, you are. I'm not ashamed that I love tree rats. That is the end of the story. <laughs> So, um, but, you know, the beer just wasn't selling at a velocity that could, like, uh, be a rational decision for a retailer to keep it on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So it's around if it takes off and really sells great, which it's out right now. So this is your opportunity to vote with your dollar. I would love to make this beer year-round, and so would Dan, because this is really one of my very favorite beer styles. Just in case anyone out there didn't hear that, if you want it to stay, right. buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that thing with kids, right? Like they have the toys in the toy box that they don't use. And they never think about and then you take it away and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, they really want that toy that you took away. Exactly right. So you got it back in the toy box. That's Make sure like you're using it. Deja vu. <laughs> Yeah, this is my favorite uh, beer from New Glarus. This is my this is my NGB Ooh, right here, dude. That is a big statement. Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm the Browns. I'm the Darks. You know me, dude. You know what I drink. Yeah. You act like you just... Martinis at lunch. You know, for a brown ale, too, because sometimes the brown ales, um, like, stereotypically can be a little more on, like, the sweeter end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This one has more of a nuttier flavor to it, which I can only imagine lends itself to the name Fat Squirrel. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's just, I love... There's just like, it creates a little more depth in this brown ale than other brown ales because it's not going to be like my favorite category of beer. If someone asked me what my favorite category is, I would never say a brown ale. But this one really kind of stands out from all of them because there is some depth to it. And I'm really appreciative of that minor hop quality to it, the nuttiness to it, because it just kind of rounds out that sweeter base of the brown ale. It's almost like a, you could almost replace this with a you know the Christmas ale thing. Uh, this is like a this is to me the fall holiday drink. Is that fair? Yeah. Like the chocolate, you know, or toffee or whatever, whatever it is. What's the nut? What hazelnut? Nut? Hazelnut. It's warming. That's yes, a good. That's a. Go. That's the word I was looking for right there. You know, it's, this was a really hard beer to dial in because 
it has to have some sweetness, sweetness from the malt, and it has to have a little bit of a bite because the bite is what makes you thirsty, makes you want to drink more because if it's just sweet, it's filling. Yep. So that balance, um, that interplay is really hard to achieve because it's made with caramel malt and the caramel malt gives it that kind of toffee caramel flavor. But there's also a little bit of bite from the roastiness of those malts. Sure. And that hops, of course, give a bite to the beer and getting that to be just balanced, like like coffee. You don't want coffee that's too burnt uh, you want it to be just balanced, and and we worked really hard to get it to the point where it's not it's not sweet, it's not bitter, it's just right in the middle. So you taste all of the complexity that you're mentioning, but it's relatively easy drinking for a big beer. Mm. Oh, totally. And this is all Wisconsin malts in here. Yeah, it's all Reese uh, malting, uh, which is now made in Manitowoc. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, this reminds me of fall, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. It just feels so right in this moment. Um, and I'm going to start crying. No, I, I could totally see Thanksgiving. Pair this with your pumpkin pie. 100%. Pecan pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to chase martinis with it. Yeah, I know. At uh, Liberty Station. What don't you chase? A little bit later on. Uh, all right, our next beer. So let me get this straight. In... in, in uh, to wrap it up, if we don't keep drinking this, you're going to stop making it. Sounds like that's Deb's threat. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, very... <laughs> I'm not threatening, but today would be a good day to go visit Trixie's. <laughs> you get one shot at it. It's stocked up at Trixie's right now. It's there for you. Right. It's there for you, ready yeah. to go. If you are not a fan of browns, you will be. So please go get some fat squirrel. All right, what do we got left? All right, so totally love this next one. The Wizen Doppelbach. Just holy cow, yumminess, yumminess, yumminess. This one you can get into a four-pack. Um, the the sweetness in this is so awesome. There's the the yeast... The yeast and the sweetness in this, there's such a great blend to it. And it's, I know I keep saying it's not over the top, but it isn't. Like, it, there's still a drinkable quality to this. The alcohol percentage, though, is is up there. Yeah, it's like 8%. And it doesn't taste like that, which is kind of makes it dangerous. Mm-hmm. Do you taste the 8% in that? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> this is when you and I would do a podcast and we would drink a whole one without thinking. Right. And then and creative then things were said yeah. afterwards. Start making out. What? I, I don't know. Were you there? Uh, in spirit. I hope you're ashamed <laughs> of yourself. Last night alone, I was there. All right. Uh, uh, Biatch. So can we get the story on this? Because this is a, a newer selection here. Yeah, this is brand new beer. It just came out this week. It's a, a, a strong, uh, like like Bubbler, It's the style is a mm-hmm. Hefe Weiss beer. But obviously, it's dark. It's dark brown, strong version. Uh, it's good for the fall. And... Um, we make lots of vice beers from time to time. As I said, Dancing Man is sort of our flag bearer of a Weizen beer. But this was follows the Gyrator Doppelbach. That was a lager beer that we made last year. And that was really well received. And I said, you know, it'd be really cool if we make a Weizen Doppelbach, which is not a common beer that's made in the United States. You find it, you know, in Munich maybe. So... It's meant to be rich and malty, but it, then again, it has the vice beer character, like like you said, banana and clove and cinnamon. And uh, there's one person on our taste panel that often, uh, when we taste this beer, says, I really love this kind of cola-like 
the the cinnamon and clove, oh, dude, uh, kind of gives a kind of a, a cola like flavor to it. Totally, which is kind of fun. And I never even thought of that. It, I think this beer will really get better with age. So if you go to Trixie's, you can buy an extra four pack, put it away maybe in, in a place like a cool place like your basement and hold it for some months. I think it's going to continue to really marriage and increase in complexity. Uh, I think probably in six months it's going to really be special. It's funny you say that because I told Chris to do that for me today. I was like, so you're putting a four pack in the basement for me, right? He's like, yes, it's going in your box. <laughs> It's amazing. I am totally doing that. I'm throwing it in my cellaring. I have a cellaring closet, which is just like a cheap thing I got from the. She's got a meat pit too, but I don't want to get into that. <laughs> That's a weird one. Enough about your mom. But the person. Well, anyways, I won't, I won't get into your personal life. But man, you've got issues. I'm sorry. Who got lost walking to Quick Trip at two in the morning wearing their flip flops? Are you serious right now? <laughs> Are you serious? Oh wow. my goodness! Wow. Yeah, right. yep. Keep drinking. All anyway, right. well, uh, that's, that was the p- first problem. <laughs> it was the first. So problem. about the beer. Anyways, anyways. Uh, yeah, this is a, a wonderful. I, it's a beautiful pour. Uh, first of all, and and again, like I, I, I don't know why. The, like the holiday season, the yeah. holiday spirit has yeah. its grip on me. Right. But this is like the perfect beer to be drinking while you're making cookies, and then progressively oh, yes. your decorating gets a little sloppier. Or so more creative. Gonna... <laughs> or more creative. Right. Sometimes that's when the good ideas start pulling out. So you end up with the S&M bondage gingerbread yeah. men. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Those are the best ones. <laughs> totally. Cheers to that. Write that down. Great beer name. What did you just say? Gingerbread what? Bondage gingerbread men. That's like, God damn, that's not beautiful. writing it down. It's awesome. <laughs> There's it'll, no writing It'll happening. be in our transitional series. It's going to be awesome. Um no, uh, I had this last night with Christy May Shrimp Curry, and I know that sounds weird. And we and I, it's, it was a happy accident. It was one of the last beers I had left because I get my beers on whatever Tuesday. But uh, I had this with my shrimp curry last night. Does that does that sound weird? It was perfect. Really? With shrimp curry. Yeah, it was perfect. Just enough spice and it went really, really well. So that's my recommend that's my food pairing yeah. for the day. Well, no, this I is- think it's good because big beers with big flavors. Oh. And people are always trying to, you know, like balance, but I think this is a lot of really complex and interesting flavor. Mm-hmm. So to have some little wimpy thing with it would not be appropriate. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, curry shrimp, uh porterhouse steak, a big uh rump roast. Yeah, in a slow cooker, all good. And somebody said that. I don't know if Dan said that, but it's it, it's like an imperial big heifa. It's like a giant big balls heifa. I didn't even know you could do like an imperial heifa bison. I hadn't. I didn't know that. I just made it up. Dan can do anything. Yeah, Dan. Dan, Dan just it said up. it. Dan just said it. If Dan says this, it's true. Is it having enough banana food? No. <gasps> Never. You could crush a banana and put it in. <laughs> Dan, if you push hard enough, you can put a banana in anything. All right, what's, what do we got left? Oh, we're taking a break, sir. Oh, we're taking a break. Yeah. Uh, more to wrap up with Deb and Dan here in New Glarusburg. And our beer is available at Trixie's. You want to go over that one more time so nobody misses? Corner of East Wash and Oak Street. Look for the bright orange arrow. We've got tons of delicious goodness in there. And this week we have New Glarus Brewing Company lined up in our JJO Mix and Match. Just waiting for you to try it and pull out your favorites. 
You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. And only three countries in the world don't use the metric system. Or you can listen to this one. I can't remember where I went Friday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did I do on Friday? I got to check my calendar. <laughs> if anybody saw me Friday, call the JJO Morning Show Podcast. I literally have no idea where I was Friday. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. All right, uh, Deb and uh, Dan Carey here from New Glarus uh, Brewing. Thanks, you guys, for coming in again. We really appreciate it. We love seeing you guys. Yeah, we love it, too. I know. We appreciate taking time on. I know you're busy. We have a, a beer left, and, it, yeah. and, and it's totally delicious. It's totally delicious. It was the best thing that came out of the cherry drought, if you can say good things came out of the cherry drought, because that was really sad. Um, but the serendipity has got the apples, cranberries, and cherries in it, and it's the, la- the lambic. Oh, my God. It's just... I love this beer. I love the sweet tart combination in this. Um, And then there's still like an earthy quality to it, which is just like a home run for me. I I just don't think that this Lambic can go wrong. I absolutely love it. It's so good. It It like, it completes my soul. (laughs) It does. (laughs) You know? It does. I feel like if you, if, if. If you went to a party at Martha Stewart's house, she poured 10 bottles of this in a punch bowl. With her top off. This is better than Martha Stewart's <laughs> yes, punch bowl. Well, no. I mean, she. Well, she, it's, I, her, it's her punch bowl. She didn't make it. It's just her punch bowl. The thing is, I love all of Dan's fruit beers. The first time uh, we were, you know, we'd been together a long time and we were in Seattle and he said, hey, you know, there's this beer. You got to taste it. You know, it's a fruit beer. And I just thought... I'm from Wisconsin, you know, like fruit does not go in beer. Just saying. Like you can drink beer out of the bottom of somebody's bottle in the morning when you're a kid or whatever, but fruit, come on. And it just sounded disgusting, but I had it and I thought, (laughs) oh my God, this is like heavenly. And um, I really thought that our brewery would be, it is known for, but it is not our best seller is this cherry beer and he spent a lot of years trying to figure out how to spontaneously ferment beer you know not in Belgium and he cracked the code and he's wonderful at it he's won a ton of awards but when it came around to not having cherries and we're all in a panic because like now what are we going to do like people like Colleen have given us space and we cannot let the shelves go empty and uh, had this idea of a blend of the fruit that we could find, cranberries, cherries, and some apple. And I thought, man, he just knocked it out of the park. And why I think these beers are particularly appropriate this time of year is if you have a holiday gathering, this is going to be beautiful in the glass. It's going to smell really nice. doesn't matter if you're serving turkey or pork or something else. It is going to be a match made in heaven. Every year we have these fruit beers with our turkey. And every year, even though I know the turkey well and the beer well, I always think, oh, my God, this is so good. And it's not as much alcohol as wine. So depending on your family, my family, (laughs) I'm just going to speak for myself. A little more sober sometimes is better, at least through the meal. Yeah. I just this I'm just we'll gonna get sloppy it. afterwards. This is not like I'm not gonna say this about all people. But you know, you don't need everybody sucking down a bottle of wine. You could have a little moderation and it's gonna be beautiful on the table. Martha Stewart would approve. 
Sometimes passing out before the real fighting starts is also an upside. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've been there. I know how it works. My tactic with my grandmother is making sure she's got a little half cup of this before, there like an hour before dinner, right, so right. that she's just like a little calmer. My mother-in-law is usually a fireball sipper. I get her comatose about seven o'clock and then uh, take her out of the equation. Everybody's We're not allowed to have fireball family gatherings. Oh, I know. There's been uh, shootings at your family. There's been mashed potatoes thrown. Yes, at there has been. Uh, Dan, is this? How is this? Is this aged? Uh, the in the bottle, no, it's it's freshly packaged, but it is it's made in what we call our wild fruit cave in oak tanks. We have oak tanks in our, so it's it's a beer that's what is how big is an oak tank? It's like uh, fifty hectoliters. So what's that? That's uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Eight by six by ten. Okay, so not a traditional. It's, it's five, 50, five, 5, thousand liters. Oh, whatever that is. Okay. Thousand gallons, twelve hundred gallons. Gotcha. Gallons. And how long is it in there? Uh, this process can take. It depends because we're blending beer, so mm-hmm. it could be anywhere from a month to three years. Oh wow! So, but not a traditional barrel. No, no, yeah. they're upright tanks. Gotcha. Like See in a winery. In fact, they came from a winery. Okay. Right. I didn't know you could make an oak tank that big. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some of them are huge. In fact, there was a in London. A barrel that was many, many, many thousands of gallons ruptured, and it flooded the street. <laughs> no, it's not funny. People we drowned. Had, no. We had that story. Oh, yeah. my God. We uh, was, it wine, was it a wine barrel? No, no. It was port, uh, oh, porter, it was porter. 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 No. Beer. Oh, I didn't remember that. It, it burst and uh, flooded, and it, uh, people drowned. Unbelievable. Yeah. Bad news. Um. So the cooling baths, you call Right. Um, I was lucky enough one year to go see those being poured in and it was really, it's a visual, you know, it's a really big visual to like tie in what you're really drinking, but they pour into this and steam is going out and these buildings like are built for this process where steam is rushing out. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's a huge uh, pie pan and it's so like your face almost gets like a facial while you're inside of the yeah, building exactly. and then you can hair. see the window like the the open windows and stuff at like kind of like those steam coming out and everything and the smell is so amazing it was it was really quite the sight to see what the that process happened mm-hmm. it was really fun no. really fun i tell you though buying fruit can be is a scary thing for me i have post traumatic st- stress syndrome from this because you know, we, we bought we buy every year grapes and I'm I'm sorry. Uh, well, we do buy grapes, but but cherries and so I I have a contract for them. And I remember I called I called my my broker and I said, okay, I'm ready to receive my year's supply of fruit. And they said, uh, we we don't have any. And I said, no, no, I I have a contract for it. Right. And they, they said, I know you have a contract, but we don't have any. We can give give you like 10 percent of what you contracted for, and that's all we have. And so there was a, a wow. moment there when I was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And that's how we scrambled and came You know up. what you do? You make you make banana beer. Because yeah. how many pounds uh, of cherries were in the cherry tart um, before that year happened? I forgot. It was quite – it's well, more than you know, one we, would think. We used to say on the I – don't, I don't remember 1. what it is. 1.5 pounds. In a, in a, a 750 lot. milliliter bottle. So. It's a lot. It's that's like a lot. It's like a of – they come in these big 55-gallon drums of frozen. Oh, my God. And um, it takes a couple days to unthaw, and then they pour the fruit into the beer. And it's it's a crazy process. Yeah. Really, 
Dan was. You got to grab that mic there, Deb. Nobody can hear you. You got to grab that mic, honey. There you go. Sorry. But he's like, what is she talking about? Mm. Thank God we can't hear it. Is she swearing? No, they're not. Is she swearing It's not what again? they're saying. The, uh, so he was the first one to do this outside of Belgium. Yeah, he was the first one. He's uh, got into the arc of the slow food movement in like maybe 94 or 95, recognized for figuring out how to spontaneously ferment beer outside of Belgium. It's a preservation of a really old brewing style and um dan's just such an innovator and that's what's so marvelous about him well and another a thing i love about this year i always love serendipity but this year with it being cherries cranberries and apples i mean talk about full wisco dude power through totally it's awesome that's exactly how the fruit choice came together because cranberries they had a good cranberry year yeah you know and apples you can generally get apples so then um, Dan just started experimenting, and this is what he came up with, which is then, you know, to the name thing, the name came after because I thought, oh, how serendipitous yeah, that he figured out how to do this. And it's, like, just as good as the cherry tart that we were mm-hmm. missing. The funny thing is is that I, I made a mock-up of the beer. I made a test brew, and, and Deb said, that's perfect. That's it. And I thought, eh, maybe I can do better. So I did, like, ten permeations, and every one of them was not as good as that first one. So it's kind of funny that sometimes you end up going with your first gut instinct. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This has to be a highly guarded recipe. Yeah. yeah. Highly guarded. That's right. That's right. Like, how highly guarded? Where do you keep it? What? Who? It's tattooed on his thigh, the recipe for serendipity. You have to get your dab to get that. <laughs> <laughs> but like you were saying about how it'll pair with anything, I mean, you th- so when you think about like having ham or pork or whatever, you're pairing that with apples, applesauce, stuff like that. You know, you think mm-hmm. about your turkey, you're doing cranberry. Like, it's seriously. It's, Dude, it's punch bowl. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, it's for so everybody. Perfect. Put it on ice and float some cranberries in there for the cry eye. That's what Martha bossy. would do. You are bossy. Uh, I have to give you guys a present before you leave. Now, I'm all about free stuff. It's the I, big I, moment. Well, it's not a big moment. Uh, so I stop at the Quick Trip on Mineral Point Road every morning. We and, love Quick Trip. And the guy, they love you. You're there. He goes, "Thank God, we ran out of uh, spotted cow the other day." And I'm friends with a guy. You know how you, you have a routine in yeah. the morning yeah. at four o'clock. I know the dude. Does he know where to find you when you get lost? It's a Quick Trip. See. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> because if you haven't gotten lost trying to walk to a quick trip, I don't trust you. You're from Wisconsin. Has Aaron Rodgers ever got lost walking to a quick trip? No. He doesn't. No. He Listen, he doesn't eat cheese and he can't chug a beer. He is not one of us. Thank uh. you. So the guy at the quick trip kind of knows what I do and he thinks it's goofy and he laughs. And he always asks what's going on the show. And he knows you and he, you make him laugh. He likes you better than me. So Good. There you go. <laughs> And he goes, he goes, what's on show today? I'm like, well, Deb and Dan. He's like, oh, my God, New Glazerboro. He goes, he goes, biggest seller, Spotted Cow. He goes, he goes, Glazers on the house. Take some Glazers in. <laughs> and I go, I go, no. I thought about it for a minute, and I go, no. We're going to go in a different direction. Uh-oh. What did you do? Potatoes. Oh my God. Five pound bag of potatoes. <laughs> I wanted a donut. 99 cents from Quick Trip. Wow. I really need Trixie these. wanted a donut. Russet. No, I, Russet. I seriously need these for Thanksgiving. It's on my list. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm like, what oh would they Oh my God. They're, they're people of the earth. 
Do, do you like have a like a radio in our house? Because no. Just last night, Deb was making a pot roast and said, "Oh man, I'm out of potatoes." <laughs> I swear to God. So he, you have like ESP. The guy laughs and he goes, he goes, uh, he goes. Is is that weird? He goes. I go. No. They'll they'll mash them. They'll. Make is a, that weird? They'll, they'll make a potato gun. They'll make vodka. Dan no, will we'll eat them. They'll we're eat them. Eat them. They're going to be slathered in Wisconsin butter. I love some it. Garlic. Is they're going to be so good. Ninety nine cents, five pound. A quick trip. The guy says, "Happy Thanksgiving." He loves you guys. Well, thank you. That's courtesy trip. of the Mineral Point Quick we Trip. Appreciate the thought. Right here. You're welcome. My uh, Deb's Slavic background and my Irish background. We are potato eaters. So. Oh we thank you. I thank you. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the beer, and we appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Trixie's on East Washington Avenue. It is all. I mean, it's you have to do very little thinking today. All you got to do is pull the car in, and everything's set up for you. We'll load it up for you. They'll load it up. Yeah, if you're getting cases today, we'll, we'll load it up for you. We'll get it into the back of the car. We're all set to go. Corner of East Washington, Oak Street, Orange Arrow. We've got it. We've got new Glarus. And so thankful that both of you came in to talk today. Like, really, really thankful. We love seeing you, Colleen. It's so great to see you guys. Yeah, it's long overdue. And, and, uh, yeah, the beer beer business people are awesome. I just love you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the product. Keep up the good work. You're numero one. Love it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 94.1 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO.